What up, what it is, what's poppin'? It's your boy K-Dot, and I am here with my main man, my ace boom from the other room, Nathan Snell. And this is Keeping It 9450, codenamed WBB, part of the 9450 Basketball Network. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. That's at The9450. Again, that's The9450 on Twitter and Instagram. Make sure you follow my man, Nathan Snell, at one Nathan Snell, And of course, follow your boy, KDOT, at K.Lu3H. Listen, we had an exciting game today to start everything, and that's the Chicago Sky and the Connecticut Sun. The Chicago Sky came out victorious, 76-72, to 72, at the Mohegan Sun. And the Chicago Sky was led by Kalia Copper with 15 points, five rebounds, one steal, followed by Emma Mieseman with 13 points, uh, three rebounds, six assists, five steals, and then none other leading the way is Candace Parker with 16 points, 11 rebounds, four assists. And then we had the Connecticut Sun who was led by Dewana Bonner with 18 points, 11 rebounds, three steals. We had we also had Natisha Hodeman at 14 points, one rebound to assist. And then, of course, Alyssa Thomas and John Cross Jones struggled this game, combining for 12 points. So we're going to get right into it. So first things first, Nathan, my man, how you doing this evening? I'm doing great. Thank you. I'm glad to do this episode with you. Where do I begin? <laughs> Listen, I'm telling you, that that's a great question. That's a great question. Where do we begin? And I want to kick things off with you. Give me your thoughts on what you thought the game was and how how your feelings were just from your perspective. The last, last now three games, Kurt Miller has been really putting this emphasis on being messy. But if messy is what offensively Connecticut's been doing these last three games, some, something has to change. I'm really disappointed in the offense as a whole. There was a lot of missed opportunities in this game. It's, I, I'm looking at the box score and when you've got a four for 14, three of 12, three of 10, four of 10, four 11, 30, 30 under 40%, you're not winning basketball games. Like you can hear in the in a huddle, Kurt Miller saying, "You're going to get me fired because you're missing layups." Okay, I want to actually reference this point. The Washington Mystics. I remember we played the Connecticut Sun after I think it was the third game, if I remember correctly, and we had a 15 point lead in that game, but the same thing, missing shots, turning the ball over, and I asked Coach T, I said, what was Connecticut doing in the fourth quarter where we only scored seven points? And he said, we we missed open layups. What can a coach or anybody on your team do to fix that? Yeah, and that's an interesting point that you make up, Nate, because just like you said, team totals, 25 for 68 in field goals. That's 36.8%. That's nothing to brag about. Just so many missed opportunities. But when you look at the scheme, that Chicago has presented itself from a defensive standpoint. 
they basically countered and said, okay, if you want to play ugly, we'll play ugly, but we'll still be able to move the ball offensively. We know that throughout the entire season from an offensive efficiency standpoint, Chicago has been at the top of the top, not top two, top three, even number one, if I'm not mistaken, in, in just offensive rating. Yep. When you put that on the defensive end, they've also been top three in defensive rating. Yep. So they can play any type of game that you want. And what's happening is, and I mentioned this earlier, and shout out to Christina Williams. She had a post game talk this afternoon on Spotify Live. We talked about the ability of Chicago being able to stunt a lot of their guards, not necessarily hard hedging, but stunning the guards on the pick and roll. And a lot of times when you have a situation where it's very difficult for your guards to get the ball into the paint, sometimes that leads to missed opportunities in the paint. I believe that Connecticut at one point, they were shooting sub 30%. I think it's 25% from in the paint, like five feet and below, five feet and under. They were like 826 in the paint. It, it was cra- It was a crazy number this afternoon, and I credited that to Chicago's ability to scheme and do a little bit of misdirection defensively is just making Connecticut think about all of the shots that they're taking in the paint, and that's exactly what happened. And when you talk about struggles, Alyssa Thomas struggled today. John Quill Jones struggled today. Odyssey Sims didn't even score today. And when you have when you have that in in retrospect, you have a team that has predicated themselves all year long on paint points, paint touches. Of course, when you have Alyssa Thomas, she is notorious in the paint. You also have Bree Jones, she's also notorious in the paint. Yes. And it's one thing that you have to just credit Chicago with in their defensive scheme. So to answer your question, I just think it was more so Chicago's ability to just force uncomfortable shots for Connecticut than Connecticut just absolutely just laying eggs and dropping the ball as far as making their shots. So I really credit that to Chicago's defense. Not not only that, but I, with Connecticut, nobody honestly in the league has been consistently successful like Connecticut I would say last six seven seasons and I know Dewana Bond is the only one that really has championship pedigree but when you look at this team constructively it's not built to win a championship and I don't know what it is but I these last three games the body language just tells me a lot I should like my star with all due respect, I love John Quad Jones, but my star should not have taken, should not shoot three of 10 or two from three and have six points. That's my, that's a reigning MVP. That can't happen. Alyssa Thomas is a offensively a liability. I understand that she's the point guard of the offense, but you need, I need more from her. I need it. was looking, Natisha Heidemann had a, I think it's been playing well, five of nine, two of four, but when you're not getting 
much from John Quell. You signed Courtney Williams. Like, you need more offense. And that, that has just been the elephant in the room all, all season. Like, the fact that you shot 26, 25, or 68 from the field, that's the third time you've done that in this postseason, and you shot in the 40%, like, there's no create no creativity on offense, and it shows. And I, Kurt Miller got to do something. He, he, either he's got to insert like DJ Carrington in the, in the starting lineup. He's got to make some type of an adjustment because I know I've said this on 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 our a couple of our Twitter spaces. Connecticut has too many chefs in the kitchen. There's just and it just doesn't work. And I go, I'm very disappointed with what I saw today. And like when a coach really says, I know I said this earlier, but when a coach really says any suggestions on any suggestions on, suggestions on pro players making layups, if a coach says that, that lets me know he has no confidence in you and you have no confidence in him as a coach. So let's wrap our heads around that right quick because that was said on national television. <laughs> That that was said on national television, and that that speaks volumes. And granted, we have Jasmine Thomas, who's out for the year with the ACL, and I think that's part of Connecticut's issue is they don't have that guard, if you will, that is necessarily ready to make plays. If you look at the rest of the yep. the, the field, right? If you look at the rest of the field, we talk about Chicago, we talk about. Seattle, we also talk about Las Vegas. Each one of them have a guard who's very savvy and has a very high IQ in understanding how to put their players into great positions. We have Courtney Vandersloot on the opposite side. And then in the next series, we have Sue Bird, who's obviously she's the elder states woman, but she has the IQ, she has the rhythm, and she just knows how to make plays and then you have chelsea gray on on vegas who's the same way and is a champion and when you don't have that in connecticut and i know it sounds like this is rain on connecticut's parade day but to be honest with you we have to call it out like we talked about it earlier the reigning mvp is not looking like your reigning mvp um and I don't know what's going on in that situation, but it looks like the common denominator is Alyssa Thomas. Yes. If you notice, even going back to last year in 2021, when she just took over the reins of being arguably the best player in the WNBA and proved that by winning MVP in the regular season, by the Mm -hmm. time the playoffs came in and Alyssa Thomas played the six games, it was a situation where everything just changed. Yep. And that's what it's looking like in this scenario. And I don't know what Kurt Miller has to do to improve his guard play, but something is going to have to happen. The emergence of, or well, I wouldn't say the emergence, but the signing of Odyssey Sims looked good early. But at this point, when you don't get any production from a player that you signed to help steer and help be that Jasmine Thomas-like player mm-hmm. who also has final variance because I believe she was a part of that finals, that finals team in 2017 with the Sparks, if I'm not mistaken. 
that in that spark that was that sparks team that lost to to Minnesota way of repeating right when you don't have that guard who's willing to make the necessary plays it is always going to be an issue and you're not going to be able to get the necessary production that you need can we know that Connecticut has predicated all season long that their defense will spruce up their offense and sometimes if you catch them in the in a half court setting is going to be bad to be honest with you it's just yes. going to be bad but again and I'll I'm going to let you go ahead and cook and then we'll move on to the brilliance of Chicago yes when it comes to a scenario like this you have to play better that's just point blank period Amen. you have to play better and I'll let you I'll let you cook and do your thing and then we'll move on to how great the sky played today you pretty much said everything right there you nailed it on the head these are all simple fixes layups that shouldn't happen I think they were looking for we, we know Connecticut's a physical team but I think they were trying a little too hard to look for fouls but also to make as, as a coach how to make some adjustments if I know <laughs> And, and I get it. She won't get. And I, I love Alyssa Thomas. I've followed her since since her time at Maryland. I know she's been playing through two torn labrums. Get the surgery. With all due respect, like I just look at them offensively. Not it's not pointing at her. It's just again, there are a lot of liabilities. Like there's no creativity, and like you talk, you brought up Odyssey Sims. I just think that was just trying to cover a multitude of problems that already existed and I, I i don't know what to expect for game four i'm going to go with game four with connecticut with low expectations and i'm keeping it 94 50 on that why don't we segue into yes. the chicago sky and yes. again chicago was amazing candace parker was definitely amazing what struck me was you had just a variety of players that came in and actually just did their job to them today. When you have your star players, of course, Kalia Copper, Emma Miesemann, Candace Parker, and Courtney Vandersloot, of course, they all scored in double figures. One thing that you also just want to look at is that we need to talk about what's going on with Ali Quigley. Yes, they won the game, but Allie Quigley hadn't shot at all in this series. And today she went one for 11, right? From the field, yeah. one for seven from three. Come on. We're, we're talking about 9.1%. <laughs> and I want to ask you about that because you got a guard on the bench. Her name is Dana Evans. You know, I know she went to that school, Louisville. If you were, if, would you give her more, would you give her more minutes with Allie struggling the way she has me these I like the idea of having Dana in, but I think there's some type of strategy that Coach James Wade is thinking about, and maybe it's just size. We know that Connecticut is minus Natisha Heideman is big from a guard standpoint, from a mm-hmm. wing standpoint. And we all know that Alyssa Thomas plays more guard ish yeah. than she does on the block unless she has a sure thing from a cross match 
standpoint. So essentially, you're playing, and then you can add Dewana Bonner to that mix as well when Dewana Bonner is in the game. So when yeah. you have Natisha Hodeman, Courtney Williams, Dewana Bonner, and Alyssa Thomas, who all can handle the ball. Yes, I agree with that. It's a case where I think Dana Evans, even though I would like to continue to talk about it and see her get some minutes just so she can put more ball pressure on Natisha Hodeman, even though they're up, come on, they're up 2-1 in the series and we're still talking about the idea of getting Dana Evans some minutes that isn't garbage time minutes. I still believe that with Dana Evans, she can put a little bit more ball pressure on Natisha Hodeman. I also believe that Julie Alamon, she has stepped up in this yes. game in particular. Her scoring doesn't re reflect what's going on. But if you've watched the game, her playmaking abilities, her decision making has been very good and has been much better. And it's yes. honestly something that Courtney Vandersloot needed because she needed to get that rest. Now, with going back to Allie Quigley, I think it's just a case where this is a series where her shots aren't falling. and it's um it happens in series, especially when you have such a defensive minded team, team in Connecticut yeah. that is going to throw you off rhythm and they predicate themselves so hard on ball pressure. We always talk about ball pressure yep. and Ali quickly. We know that from a handling ball handling standpoint, that isn't really her strong game, even though she's a willing ball handler. I think that is just the case in this series. She just has to weather the storm. Everybody isn't going to shoot as great as Chelsea Gray is shooting in the other series. And at this point, I don't even think Ali quickly cares because guess what? They're up to one right now and they yeah. have the home court advantage again. Yeah. So I think in that case, Ali quickly is just more so continue to weather the storm of what's going on shooting wise and stick to the, to the game plan that Coach James Wade is offering. So I'll, I'll leave that back up to you to see what your thoughts are. I agree with it. I got to give playoff Emma. That's why I, there are days I really wish she was still with the Washington Mystics. She showed why she was finals MVP. Looking at the box score, 13 points, three rebounds, six assists, five steals. That's the That's what you'd want from a player like Emma. And particularly where you have CP, the real CP3, but this game is not was not Candace, but she still got the job done. Yes, I'm uh, really both sides really weren't looking at, again at the box score. Everybody wasn't effective, but when you've got ten rebound, eleven rebounds, and sixteen points, you're doing not you're doing things on both sides of the ball, and credit that to Connecticut's length and making it hard for Connecticut offensively to get things going. I just look at it from the standpoint of with Allie Quigley, if you're if you have if you're you see her struggling, that then James Wade should make it make the adjustments of okay, let's let me help you get some easy looks. I think the shots she took, they were good they were good shots, just weren't going in. I would like to see Rebecca Gardner and to end the game, get more minutes. So Connecticut, Chicago, excuse me, they did just about enough to get the, to really honestly get the job done. And 
let's keep it real. You won't see another game like that from Chicago or Ali Quickly. You won't see that. You said it. It happens. It happens every once in a season. They won't have game. They won't. Both teams won't have games like this. Let's. I'm gonna say it like that. Yeah, and I definitely agree. But let's just talk about this, and then we'll we'll continue on and talk about possibilities and adjustments for Game Four. Yes. The adjustment that James Wade realized in the second half of game one, where he understood that ball movement was going to predicate their offense a little bit more. And that means back cuts, Princeton cuts, back doors, going baseline. baseline. He he realizes this in the second half because he did it more in the Mm -hmm. second half of game one and killed it. And the ball movement was just impeccable in game two and and have seen and saw the same thing in game three. And one thing that I was always taught as a point guard, as a floor general, and then moving into the rankings as a player development coach, I always tell my clients, I've always told my teammates, listen, the ball is faster than any human being on the floor. And when that ball is moving, there's no defense that can stop that type of ball movement. Come on, coach. That's what James Wade made the adjustment with. And he's stuck with that. So you see certain actions where he's not even he's not even running horns actions anymore. He's basically just running like your standard Princeton offense where Mm -hmm. you're basically taking the ball at the top of the key. You go probably a high screen and roll roll on one side but you have your Rebecca Gardner or your Kalia Copper on in the corner basically just having Courtney Vandersloot make a decision whether I'm going to roll with the man depending on so it's basically a read so if they basically hedge if they basically hedge the read you just pocket pass it to Emma Misaman or Candace Parker who is either rolling or popping and then when they get the ball they either make the decision of driving to the basket or hit the cutter on the baseline, which is more than likely going to be Kalia Copper, who's one of the most athletic guards that that we've seen in this sport, and make easy layups. Same thing with Rebecca Gardner. So I like that Coach James Wade has continued with that, and that's that's given Connecticut a lot of problems because at this point now, you've seen at in some junction or another that Connecticut has even taken their eye off the baseline. Courtney Williams was caught like a deer in headlights a number of times um, on certain plays. And the same thing with Natisha Hodeman when she gets caught in, in high screening roles. So I think it's good that he's gone away from like your horns, your horn sets and really played more motion Princeton offense, like more cuts and, just predicating the offense based off of what Courtney Vandersloot sees. Move away because I know we only got a few minutes left. Game yeah. four, Nathan, what does Kurt Miller have to do in this desperate time of need, knowing that he's facing elimination? What are we looking at from Connecticut? Somebody in that on that that starting five has to go to the bench, and respectfully, I have to say, as it's Alyssa Thomas, I think you need to insert. Probably either Odyssey Sims and yeah, and I would know, excuse me, I would insert Odyssey Sims to the starting lineup, have Natisha play the two, Alyssa go to the bench, 
I'd have Dewana, John Quell, and Brianna out there in the starting five because you're just not getting offensive. You're not getting any production offensively. And then because I think those you got to make some adjustments offensively. And there's not a song or a speech that can really prepare you for this. You lose this game, it's one, two, three, Cancun. Your season's done. And whatever, and after this season, it's a wrap. So they really just have to come out. They have to be aggressive. I Again, they all have playoff experience, except for a few. They've been in this moment before. It's just the little things. I think getting away from this term of being messy and just play Connecticut basketball. I need my brand MVP. I need her to go off for at least 30. Sixth woman of the year. I need her to go off for at least 15 and 10. I need an off- I need a, a good game where everybody offensively is touching the ball and make this a series. Because I'm still, I predicted at the beginning of the season it was going to be Connecticut going to the finals. And right now, <laughs> I, it's starting to fall flat on my face. But I'm going to say with my chest, the Connecticut Sun are winning game four. And I'm putting a guarantee on that. Oh, wow. I like that. And I'll just say this for Chicago. They just need to continue to do what they've been doing. And that's control. That's control pace. Um, you know, eliminate a lot of the turnovers that that we've seen that Connecticut has caused and continue what they've been doing as far as backdoor cuts and crisp, clean passing and continue to stay aggressive. With that being said, we will call this one a wrap. I want to thank the listeners for always supporting and listening to us here at Keeping It 9450, codenamed WBB. Of course, don't forget to follow us on the network that's at the 9450 on Instagram and Twitter. Make sure you follow myself. That's a K.Lou3H and my main man on the other side over there, Nathan Snell at one Nathan Snell on Twitter. Listen, this was a great one. And I want to make sure that everybody out there know that at any time, always keep it 9450 all right so with that being said we're going to get up out of here love is love peace peace y'all